Everyone that got it locked in, it is two after the hour. You're listening to Lady Be Blessed, your true African Caribbean Empress. It is a Monday morning. The show is dedicated today to Dr. Martin Luther King. As you know, in the U.S., this is Dr. Martin Luther King Day. Let's start out with our positive, positive words for today. I'm going to have a great day. I'm smart. I'm successful. I'm very good looking, I'm healthy, and I am very happy. When I change my thinking, I will change my life. That's how you start off every day, people giving yourself some positive encouragement. Today I'm going to play a couple of Dr. Martin Luther King's speeches. It's very sad that nothing, little, or much have changed since these last speeches were given. For the African American in America. Let's go. Say good morning to Caribbeans, good afternoon in Africa, Ghana, Cameroon, Zimbabwe, Nigeria, Uganda, Kenya, Dubai. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are around the world. If you got it locked in, blessed love. Gonna start off with this song before I get into Dr. Martin Luther King's speech. I've been to the mountaintop, people. You're gonna enjoy it. This one is Purpose. It's called When. When are things gonna change? No, 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 when somebody tell me when, somebody tell me when, this crime I go when, somebody please, yes, oh, when, somebody tell me when, somebody Instead of peace, man, you promote strife Should it be a brother that you fight While crime stands aside and smile? Whoa, you're killing the shooting residents apart And too much innocent youth stayed overrun And he'll sell a toad, get a shot in our stars When the whole of our family start falling, yeah Well, somebody tell me when Somebody tell me when this crime I go when somebody please, yeah, yeah. 
take life and them can't blow bread. Police no better, them is an exit. Them out of life just like cigarettes. But the day have go come when them are go regret. Time's so serious, my new your trust. Enough to take nothing for your head. Oh, oh. Time never bling, but it's all by the dust. Three copper shots full of me, mate. So, yeah. Somebody tell me when this crime I go when somebody please yeah, yeah. when somebody tell me when somebody tell me when this violence I go when somebody please yeah none in the night no 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 And when me lie down, it's just another blood and shed. To watch the news, me and me wear bulletproof. And when me read the star, my God, it's the next war. As I listen to Ralph Abernathy and his eloquent and generous introduction, and uh, then thought about myself, I wondered who he was talking about. <laughs> it's always good to have your closest friend and associate to say something good about you. And Ralph Abernathy is the best friend that I have in the world. I'm delighted to see each of you here tonight in spite of a storm warning. you reveal that you are determined to go on anyhow. Something is happening in Memphis, something is happening in our world. And you know, if I was standing 
at the beginning of time with the possibility of taking a kind of general and panoramic view of the whole of human history up to now. And the Almighty said to me, Martin Luther King, which age would you like to live in? I would take my mental flight by Egypt. And I would watch God's children in their magnificent trek from the dark dungeons of Egypt through or rather across the Red Sea through the wilderness on toward the promised land and in spite of its magnificence I wouldn't stop there I would move on by Greece and take my mind to Mount Olympus and I would see Plato, Aristotle, Socrates, Euripides, and Aristophanes assemble around the Parthenon. And I would watch them around the Parthenon as they discussed the great and eternal issues of reality, but I wouldn't stop there. I would go on even to the great heyday of the Roman Empire. And I would see developments around there through various emperors and leaders, but I wouldn't stop there. I would even come up to the day of the Renaissance and get a quick picture of all that the Renaissance did for the cultural and aesthetic life of man, but I wouldn't stop there. I would even go by the way that the man for whom I'm named had his habitat. And I would watch Martin Luther as he tacks his 95 theses on the door at the church of Wittenberg, but I wouldn't stop there. I would come on up even to 1863 and watch a vacillating president by the name of Abraham Lincoln finally come to the conclusion that he had to sign the Emancipation Proclamation, but I wouldn't stop there. I would even come up to the early 30s and see a man grappling with the problems of the bankruptcy of his nation and come with an eloquent cry that we have nothing to fear but fear itself but I wouldn't stop there Strangely enough, I would turn to the Almighty and say, if you allow me to live just a few years in the second half of the 20th century, I will be happy. Yes.
Now that's a strange statement to make because the world is all messed up. The nation is sick. Trouble is in the land. Confusion all around. That's a strange statement. But I know somehow that only when it is dark enough can you see the stars. And I see God working in this period of the 20th century in a way that men in some strange way are responding. Something is happening in our world. The masses of people are rising up and wherever they are assembled today, whether they are in Johannesburg, South Africa, Nairobi, Kenya, Accra, Ghana, New York City, Atlanta, Georgia, Jackson, Mississippi, or Memphis, Tennessee, the cry is always the same, we want to be free. Another reason that I'm happy to live in this period is that we have been forced to a point where we are going to have to grapple with the problems that men have been trying to grapple with through history, but the demands didn't force them to do it. Survival demands that we grapple with them. Men for years now have been talking about war and peace, but now no longer can they just talk about it. It is no longer the choice between violence and non-violence in this world, it's non-violence or non-existence. That is where we are today. also in the human rights revolution. If something isn't done and done in a hurry to bring the colored peoples of the world out of their long years of poverty, their long years of hurt and neglect, the whole world is doomed. Now, I'm just happy that God has allowed me to live in this period to see what is unfolding. And I'm happy that he's allowed me to be in Memphis. I can remember... I can remember when Negroes were just going around, as Ralph has said so often, scratching where they didn't itch and laughing when they were not tickled. <laughs> but that day is all over. We mean business now, and we are determined to gain our rightful place in God's world. 
And that's all this whole thing is about. We aren't engaged in any negative protests and in any negative arguments with anybody. We are saying that we are determined to be men. We are determined to be people. We are saying... We are saying that we are God's children. And if we are God's children, we don't have to live like we are forced to live. Now what does all of this mean in this great period of history? It means that we've got to stay together. We've got to stay together and maintain unity. You know, whenever Pharaoh wanted to prolong the period of slavery in Egypt, he had a favorite, favorite formula for doing it. What was that? He kept the slaves fighting among themselves. But whenever the slaves get together, something happens in Pharaoh's court, and he cannot hold the slaves in slavery when the slaves get together that's the beginning of getting out of slavery now let us maintain unity secondly let us keep the issues where they are the issue is injustice the issue is the refusal of Memphis to be fair and honest in its dealings with its public servants who happen to be sanitation workers. Now we've got to keep attention on that. That's always the problem with a little violence. You know what happened the other day and the press dealt only with the window breaking. I read the articles. They very seldom got around to mentioning the fact that 1,300 sanitation workers are on strike and that Memphis is not being fair to them and that Mayor Loeb is in dire need of a doctor. They didn't get around to that. Now we're going to march again, and we've got to march again, in order to put the issue where it is supposed to be. force everybody to see that there are 1,300 of God's children here suffering, sometimes going hungry, going through dark and dreary nights, wondering how this thing is going to come out. That's the issue. And we've got to say to the nation, we know how it's coming out. But when people get caught up 
with that which is right and they are willing to sacrifice for it, there is no stopping point short of victory. We aren't going to let any may stop us. We are masters in our nonviolent movement in disarming police forces. They don't know what to do. I've seen them so often. I remember in Birmingham, Alabama, when we were in that majestic struggle there. We would move out of the 16th Street Baptist Church day after day. By the hundreds we would move out, and Bull Connor would tell them to send the dogs for us. And they did come, but we just went before the dogs singing, ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. Bull Connor next would say, turn the fire hoses on. And as I said to you the other night, Bull Connor didn't know history. He knew a kind of physics that somehow didn't relate to the trans physics that we knew about. And that was the fact that there was a certain kind of fire that no water could put out. And we went before the fire hoses. We had known water. If we were Baptists or some other denominations, we had been immersed. If we were Methodists and some others, we had been sprinkled, but we knew water. That couldn't stop us. And we just went on before the dogs and we would look at them and we'd go on before the water hoses and we would look at it and we'd just go on singing over my head, I see freedom in there. And then we would be thrown into paddy wagons and sometimes we were stacked in there like sardines in a can. And they would throw us in and old bull would say, take them off. And they did and we were just drawn in the paddy wagon singing, we shall overcome. And every now and then we'd get in jail and we'd see the jailers looking through the windows being moved by our prayer and being moved by our words and our songs. And there was a power there which Bull Connor couldn't adjust, adjust to. And so we ended up transforming Bull into a steer and we won our struggle in Birmingham. Now we've got to go on in Memphis just like that. I call upon you to be with us when we go out Monday. Now about injunctions, we have an injunction and we're going into court tomorrow morning to fight this illegal, unconstitutional injunction. All we say to America is be true to what you said on paper.
I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country. Maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest for rights. So just as I say, we aren't going to let any dogs or water hoses turn us around. We aren't going to let any injunction turn us around. We are going on. We need all of you. You know what's beautiful to me? is to see all of these ministers of the gospel. It's a marvelous picture. Who is it that is supposed to articulate the longings and aspirations of the people more than the preacher? Somehow the preacher must have a kind of fire shut up in his bones. And whenever injustice is around, he must tell it. Somehow the preacher must be an Amos said when God speaks who can but prophesy again with Amos let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream somehow the preacher must say with Jesus the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me and he's anointed me to deal with the problems of the poor and I want to commend the preachers under the leadership of these noble men James Lawson one who has been in this struggle for many years. He's been to jail for struggling. He's been kicked out of Vanderbilt University for this struggling, but he's still going on fighting for the rights of his people. <laughs> Reverend Ralph Jackson, Billy Kyle, I could just go right on down the list. It's time will not permit, but I want to thank all of them. And I want you to thank them. Because so often, preachers aren't concerned about anything but themselves. And I'm always happy to see a relevant ministry. It's all right to talk about long white robes over yonder in all of its symbolism. But ultimately, people want some suits and dresses and shoes to wear down here. It's all right to talk about streets flowing with milk and honey. But God has commanded us to be concerned about the slums down here and his children who can't eat three square meals a day. It's all right to talk about 
the new Jerusalem, but one day God's preacher must talk about the new New York, the new Atlanta, the new Philadelphia, the new Los Angeles, the new Memphis, Tennessee. This is what we have to do. Now, the other thing we'll have to do is this. Always anchor our external direct action with the power of economic withdrawal. Now, we are poor people. Individually, we are poor when you compare us with white society in America. We are poor. Never stop and forget that collectively, that means all of us together, collectively we are richer than all the nations in the world with the exception of nine. Did you ever think about that? After you leave the United States, Soviet Russia, Great Britain, West Germany, France, and I can name others, the American Negro collectively is richer than most nations of the world. We have an annual income of more than $30 billion a year, which is more than all of the exports of the United States and more than the national budget of Canada. Did you know that? That's power right there if we know how to pool it. We don't have to argue with anybody. We don't have to curse and go around acting bad with our words. We don't need any bricks and bottles. We don't need any Molotov cocktails. We just need to go around to these stores and to these massive industries in our country and say, God sent us by here to say to you that you're not treating his children right. And we come by here to ask you to make the first item on your agenda fair treatment where God's children are concerned. Now, if you are not prepared to do that, we do have an agenda that we must follow. And our agenda calls for withdrawing economic support from you. So as a result of this, we're asking you tonight to go out and tell your neighbors not to buy Coca-Cola in Memphis. Go by and tell them not to buy sealed test milk. Tell them not to buy what is all the bread, Wonder Bread. And what does other bread come to dressing? Tell them not to buy hearts bread. 
As Jesse Jackson has said, up to now, only the garbage men have been feeling pain. Now we must kind of redistribute the pain. We are choosing these companies because they haven't been fair in their hiring policies. And we are choosing them because they can begin the process of saying they are going to support the needs and the rights of these men who are on strike. And then they can move on town, downtown and tell Mayor Loeb to do what is right. Now not only that, we've got to strengthen black institutions. I call upon you to take your money out of the banks downtown and deposit your money in Tri-State Bank. We want a bank-in movement in Memphis. Go by the Savings and Loan Association. I'm not asking you something that we don't do ourselves in SCLC. Judge Hooks and others will tell you that we have an account here in the Savings and Loan Association from the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. We are telling you to follow what we are doing. Put your money there. You have six or seven black insurance companies here in the city of Memphis. Take out your insurance there. We want to have an insurance in. These are some practical things that we can do. We begin the process of building a great economic base. And at the same time, we are putting pressure where it really hurts. And I ask you to follow through here. Now let me say as I move to my conclusion. that we've got to give ourselves to this struggle until the end. Nothing would be more tragic than to stop at this point in Memphis. We've got to see it through. When we have our march, you need to be there. If it means leaving work, if it means leaving school, be there. Be concerned about your brother. You may not be on strike, but either we go up together or we go down together. Let us develop a kind of dangerous unselfishness. One day a man came to Jesus and he wanted to raise some questions about some vital matters of life. At points he wanted to trick Jesus.
and show him that he knew a little more than Jesus knew and throw him off base. Now that question could have easily ended up in a philosophical and theological debate. But Jesus immediately pulled that question from midair and placed it on a dangerous curve between Jerusalem and Jericho. And he talked about a certain man who fell among thieves. You remember that a Levite? And the priest passed by on the other side. They didn't stop to help him. Finally, a man of another race came by. He got down from his beast, decided not to be compassionate by proxy. But he got down with him, administered first aid, and helped the man in need. Jesus ended up saying this was the good man, this was the great man. Because he had the capacity to project the eye into the bow and to be concerned about his brother. Now, you know, we use our imagination a great deal to try to determine why the priest and the Levite didn't stop. The times we say they were busy going to a church meeting, an ecclesiastical gathering, and they had to get on down to Jerusalem so they wouldn't be late for their meeting. At other times, we would speculate that there was a religious law that one who was engaged in religious ceremonial was not to touch a human body 24 hours before the ceremony. And every now and then we began to wonder whether maybe they were not going down to Jerusalem, or down to Jericho rather, to organize a Jericho Road Improvement Association. That's a possibility. Maybe they felt that it was better to deal with the problem from the causal root rather than to get bogged down with an individual effect. But I'm going to tell you what my imagination tells me. It's possible that those men were afraid. You see, the Jericho Road is a dangerous road. I remember when Mrs. King and I were first in Jerusalem. We rented a car and drove from Jerusalem down to Jericho. And as soon as we got on that road, I said to my wife, I can see why Jesus used this as the setting for his parable. It's a winding, meandering road. It's really conducive for ambushing. You start out in Jerusalem, which is about 1,200 miles, or rather 1,200 feet above sea level. And by the time you get down to Jericho, 15 or 20 minutes later, you're about 2,200 feet below sea level. That's a dangerous road. In the days of Jesus, it came to be known as the bloody paths. You know, it's possible that the priest and the Levite looked over that man on the ground and wondered if the robbers were still around. Or it's possible that they felt that the man on the ground was merely faking. And he was acting like he had been robbed and hurt 
in order to seize them over there, lure them there for quick and easy seizure. And so the first question that the priest asked, the first question that the Levite asked was, if I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? But then the Good Samaritan came by, and he reversed the question. If I do not stop to help this man, what will happen to him? That's the question before you tonight. Not if I stop to help the sanitation workers, what will happen to my job? Not if I stop to help the sanitation workers, what will happen to all of the hours that I usually spend in my office every day and every week as a pastor? The question is not if I stop to help this man in need, what will happen to me? The question is, if I do not stop to help the sanitation workers, what will happen to them? That's the question. Let us rise up tonight with a greater readiness. Let us stand with a greater determination and let us move on in these powerful days, these days of challenge, to make America what it ought to be. We have an opportunity to make America a better nation. And I want to thank God once more for allowing me to be here with you. You know, several years ago I was in New York City autographing the first book that I had written. And while sitting there autographing books, a demented black woman came up. The only question I heard from her was, Are you Martin Luther King? And I was looking down writing and I said, yes. The next minute I felt something beating on my chest. Before I knew it, I had been stabbed by this demented woman. I was rushed to Harlem Hospital. It was a dark Saturday afternoon. And that blade had gone through and the x-rays revealed that the tip of the blade was on the edge of my aorta, the main artery. And once that's punctured, you're drowned in your own blood. That's the end of you. It came out in the New York Times the next morning that if I had merely sneezed, I would have died. Well, about four days later, they allowed me, after the operation, after my chest had been opened and the blade had been taken out, to move around in the wheelchair in the hospital. They allowed me to read some of the mail that came in, and from all over the states and the world, kind letters came in. I read a few, but one of them I will never forget. I had received one from the president and the vice president. I've forgotten what those telegrams said. I'd received a visit and a letter from the governor of New York, but I've forgotten what that letter said. But there was another letter that came from a little girl, a young girl, 
who was a student at the White Plains High School. And I looked at that letter, and I'll never forget it. It said simply, Dear Dr. King, I am a ninth grade student at the White Plains High School. She said, while it should not matter, I would like to mention that I'm a white girl. I read in the paper of your misfortune and of your suffering. And I read that if you had sneezed, you would have died. I'm simply writing you to say that I'm so happy that you didn't sneeze. And I want to say tonight, I want to say tonight that I too am happy that I didn't sneeze because if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1960 when students all over the South started sitting in at lunch counters. And I knew that as they were sitting in, they were really standing up for the best in the American dream and taking the whole nation back to those great wells of democracy which were dug deep by the founding fathers in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution if I had sneezed. I wouldn't have been around here in 1961 when we decided to take a ride for freedom and ended segregation in interstate travel. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been around here in 1962, the Negroes in Albany, Georgia, decided to straighten their backs up. And whenever men and women straighten their backs up, they are going somewhere because a man can't ride your back unless it is bent. If I had sneezed, if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been here in 1963. The black people of Birmingham, Alabama, aroused the conscience of this nation and brought into being the Civil Rights Bill. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have had a chance later that year in August to try to tell America about a dream that I had had. If I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been down in Selma, Alabama to see the great movement there if I had sneezed. I wouldn't have been in Memphis to see a community rally around those brothers and sisters who are suffering. I'm so happy that I didn't sneeze. And they were telling me. Now it doesn't matter now. It really doesn't matter what happens now. I left Atlanta this morning and as we got started on the plane, there were six of us. The pilot said over the public address system, we are sorry for the delay. But we have Dr. Martin Luther King on the plane. And to be sure that all of the bags were checked. And to be sure that nothing would be wrong on the plane, we had to check out everything carefully. And we've had the plane protected and guarded all night. And then I got into Memphis. And some 
began to say the threats, or talk about the threats that were out. Or what would happen to me from some of our sick white brothers? Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountaintop. I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. That was Dr. Martin Luther King. I've seen. I've been to the mountaintop speech. Definitely powerful people. But when you listen to it, your heart is moved. Of how little has changed in the world for African Americans. Bless up. Woke up this morning, lift my eyes up to the sky, yes, turn to the news and tears and fill my eyes for the Maria for Bieber, then left her there to die. Why so many innocent children left to die? All I can see. The shedding of the innocent blood and poverty All I can see is hypocrisy Too much corruption, no equality Nobody talk about the system It's just like a drum beat It's playing a rhythm The youths them don't got nothing to eat Too much segregation too much isolation, too much extortion, too much exploitation, yeah, yeah. All I can see is brutality, yeah. the shedding of the innocent blood and poverty, yeah, yeah. All I can see is hypocrisy, too much corruption, no Nobody talk about the system. system It's just like a drum beat And it's playing a rhythm The youths them don't got nothing to eat Too much segregation, segregation. Too much isolation, isolation Too much extortion Too much exploitation yeah, yeah. All I can see Is brutality The shedding of the innocent blood and poverty all I can see is hypocrisy. Mm, yeah. oh, yeah. 
Dr. Martin Luther King's speech up into the mountaintop. You guys got it locked in, Africa Rib Radio. This is Lady Be Blessed. Woke up this morning, lift my eyes up to the sky, yes, turn to the news and tears and fill my eyes. For them I raise my baby, then left her there to die. Why so many innocent children have to die? All I can see is brutality, yes. The shedding of the innocent blood and poverty, yeah. All I can see is hypocrisy, yes. Too much corruption, no equality, yeah. Nobody talk about the system. system. It's just like a drum beat. It's playing a rhythm. To use them, don't got nothing to eat. Too much segregation. Too much isolation. Too much extortion. Too much exploitation. All I can see is brutality. The shedding of the innocent blood and It's just like a drum beat And it's playing a rhythm To use them don't got nothing to eat Too much segregation Too much isolation Too much extortion Too much exploitation All I can see Is brutality The shedding of the innocent blood And poverty All I can see Celine Dion fan. I've been a Celine Dion fan for a long, long time. I can't even imagine the pain that she's going through now. First, losing her husband to cancer, and then the day after that, losing her brother to cancer. So this is My Heart Will Go On, dedicated to Celine Dion. You know, may God, may God be her strength. Every night in my dreams, I see you. I feel you, that is how I 
Togo and Benin in May 2016. I greet you in the tongues of African nations. Hello. The African Roots and Heritage Foundation is offering your Sankofa. That is to go back and reclaim the gems of the past. We shall explore the history of the slave trade, culture and spirituality of these three countries. We shall pass back through the door of no return of Elmina Castle, Weta Slave Fort, and walk among the canopies in the rainforest. College students can take this history class for three credit hours. For more information, call Professor Diop at 270-707-3874 or check out our Facebook page at Hopkinsville Community College Study Abroad. Hey, 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 what's going on? What's going on? Let's go! Afro-Caribe Radio, reaching the gap between Africa and the Caribbean. The best, best in the world. Let's go. Yeah. A moment with Bernadette Kerr, author of the book Overcoming the Hurdles of Life, sponsored by the Lady Be Blessed Show, Too Blessed to Be Stressed. Are you mistreated, abused, oppressed, discriminated, incarcerated, bondage, or perhaps you've given up on yourself because no one believed or trusted you? With just a click, you can start to overcome these hurdles. Get a copy of the awarded book, Overcoming the Hurdles of Life, available now on Amazon.com. Log on and step into your 2016 and beyond greatness without limits. It starts now. You're listening to the world famous, world famous, tuned into the, the world famous, number one DJ. Lady be blessed, blessed, too blessed to be stressed, uh-huh. Get it poppin', y'all. Fresh music with a positive flow. This is a message to all artists, to all managers, to all producers. Before sending your music to the Conscious Partners Network stations, please make sure your music is tagged properly. It is a disservice to yourself as an artist, a disservice to your artist as a manager, and yourself as a producer to send out music as track one, track two, and not tagged properly. When we receive music not tagged properly, it goes to a file on the left side, and who knows when we will get to it. If we have to tag your music, it could be there for weeks or months. We are not in the business of tagging people's music. As of April 1st, we will not be accepting any more music from artists, managers, or producers that are not tagged properly. And they will be sent back to you for you to tag properly and be resent to CPN stations. The work is not finished after the mastering stage. You must learn to tag your music properly. Start by using MP3 tag. It's a free program online for you to download and tag all your music properly before sending them out to CPN. This station is a Conscious Partners Network station and this has been a CPN public service announcement. CPN is a Conscious Partner Network. Africa Radio is part of the Conscious Partner Network. You're you're listening to Lady Be Blessed on the Lady Be Blessed show. It's all about top of the hour, inspirational time. It's all about Les Brown. Feel the fear and do it anywhere. I will not fear evil. Or you can decide to use it as building blocks. That you decide, hey, look here. 
I'm going to move in this direction. I'm not going to allow anything to stop me from doing what I want to do. See, when you begin to understand and acknowledge your fear, and you go forth anyhow, you go forth in a spirit and a knowing that there's a way that you can begin to handle this. There's a way out here somewhere. There's a solution what it is that you're seeking. That you have the capacity to whatever comes up to handle it, to face it. And rather than feeling powerless, you begin to feel powerful. See, when all of the major downsizings that are taking place around this country, there are a lot of people who are biting their fingers in fear that they might lose their jobs. But there are few people who have decided within themselves, I'm going to make it. Some people aren't waiting to be cut. Some people are moving on their own because they feel within themselves, I've got what it takes to make it. They're not afraid about tomorrow because of how they see themselves, because of what they feel that they deserve, because of what they feel that they can create for themselves. Because these people have decided, as they look at the future, as they look at themselves, there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way for me to begin to create a way out of no way. And when you have that kind of consciousness, when you have that kind of spirit, nothing can stop you. Nothing. What would your life be like as you look toward the future? If you decided, I'm not going to allow my fears to stop me. What would your life be like? What would your future be like if you decided to, to want that which you desire so strongly that it prepares you past your fears, that you experience the fear, as one book says, feel the fear and do it anyway. What would your life be like? And I'm saying to you that all of us who have been entombed by fear have the capacity to resurrect ourselves and to resurrect our dreams and you have is it easy no it's not easy can i do it yes what's one of the ways to get started some of us need somebody to hold our hands sometimes we need somebody to help us out be willing to say i don't know be willing to reach out be willing to get some assistance to take you to the next level of what great Athlete, you never expect boxers to make profound statements. I think it was Joe Frazier who said this one. He says, all of us are like the blind man at some point in our lives standing on the corner waiting for somebody to lead us across. So all of us at some point in our lives need some help, need someone to reach out to us, to throw out the lifeline, to help us go across some treacherous waters that we couldn't navigate by ourselves. None of us do it by ourselves. All of us at some point of our lives. We need that kind of help. We need that kind of assistance. Because we grow from the people we have in our lives that can enrich our lives personally, professionally, spiritually, and all the dimensions of our lives. We don't grow in a vacuum. So as you look at yourself, what are the fears you have that maybe you need some help in strengthening yourself in that area? As you assess your strengths and your weaknesses, as you begin to approve yourself and your passions and your dreams and your goals, 
and the things that you want. If you decide to experience all of your true potential, as you decide to manifest all of your greatness, as you decide, wait a minute, what, what else is available to me out here? If I decided to experience the fear of rejection, the fear of no, the fear of failure, the fear of, of standing by myself, what else is available? Of taking a chance, a fear of losing it all, what else is available to me that will bring some extra meaning and value? The fear of people not liking me. You know how many people do things they don't want to do because they want everybody to like them? Everybody's not going to like you. No, that's, it's, it's just not that kind of world. What, but you know, there are a lot of people who won't take positions on issues, who won't take a stand for things they believe in, who won't speak up for themselves because they don't want to make anybody mad. Oh, it was Bill Cosby. He said, I don't know what the secret of success is. He said, but here's what I know what the secret of failure is. He said, trying to please everybody. You can't please everybody. But there are people who have the fear of rocking the boat. So they just go alone in life. Just go alone. Not trying to disturb anything. Not trying to shake anything up. Not trying to make any waves. You see, there are some people who, who come through the universe and their level of contribution and the level of energy they manifest is so small, so inconspicuous that when they go, you won't even know they left. But there are some people because of their personality, because of their contribution, because of their, the investment of their time and their energy and the impact they have there, that when they go, everybody will miss them. See, when Mother Teresa checks out, everybody will know. When Rosa Parks, everybody will know. Nelson Mandela, everybody will know. Why? Because of their contribution. See, but there's some people, because their contribution is so small, no one will care. So I'm saying, before you are boxed and buried, decide that you're going to box and bury your feet. Decide that you're going to begin to live life on a new level, seeking out new horizons, that you're going to find more love and more joy and more ways to give more to life. God said something, I love this. He says, everything a man does for himself, guess what? He takes with him everything he does for others, he leaves behind. So when you begin to say, what is it that I want to leave? What contribution that I want to begin to make? What difference do I want to make in life? What is it that I want to do with the rest of the life that I have left? What, what chances I need to take? What risks do I need to begin to embrace? What fears do I need to step on? What areas of my life am I dead right now? What dream? You can either live your dreams or live your fears. You have got to get to a point where you say, I'm sick and tired of living like this. There's got to be more. That's, see, that's when people go out and, and strike out on their dreams. That's when people get out of relationships where they're dying together rather than growing together. That's where they leave. I tell you, you know, one of the exciting things about life is you got to keep the child in you. Little children dream. After we become adults, life slap you side ahead a few times. And then you don't dream anymore, you know. Bigger Thomas in the book, um, The Invisible Man, I think it was, he said, the impulse to dream 
has been slowly beaten out of me through the experience of life. And most people, ladies and gentlemen, have stopped living their dreams because of the lessons they've learned from life or things they've picked up because we've only been born with two fears. The fear of a loud sound or the fear of falling. And all the other fears of fears we learn, fears we pick up. Whatever you're scared of, no life, the value you brought to the planet, far more important than whatever you're afraid of. You're stronger. So as we begin to look toward the future and look at what will it take for us to break through those fears, one, acknowledging the fear, knowing it's all right, some fear is healthy. Beginning to know that your dreams, your passions, your drive to achieve whatever it is you want, as it has more power and meaning, it will move you past your fears. As you begin to feel that you deserve it, your passion and goal is so strong, the fears won't matter. You begin to trust yourself and put yourself in the situation where you have to make it happen. You will make it happen. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't believe this. I know this from my own life experience. I know that you've got greatness within you. I know that you have unlimited potential in you. I know that you have something to give to the universe that was not here before you showed up. Somebody said that life is God's gift to us and how we live our lives is our gift to God. What kind of gift are you giving? And what kind of gift could you give if fear wasn't an issue? And I'm saying, you can have fears, but don't surrender. Don't let your fears have you. You're more than capable of making this your decade. But many times I'm sure that we've all taken time just to stop and reflect. Many times when we hear what's happening in the news or read the newspapers, where's all of this leading to? What's going on here? And so I think that now more than ever, we must begin to look at what are the things that we can do that would put us on some firm footing in life, that will enable us to do some things and, and use some powers that we have that many of us go through life never ever discovering that we have those things going for us. And part of that, I believe, is knowing what it is your life work. What is it that gives your life a sense of meaning and purpose? Because once you find that, it puts you in your power place. See, if you know what your life work is, I encourage you to start working on it. If you can't do it all at one time, do just a little bit of it. And if you don't know what it is that you showed up to do, if you don't know why you're here, I encourage you to find out what your purpose is here. What is the meaning of your life? What will be different? Have you ever asked yourself that question? I've done that. I, I remember coming from a friend's of mine's funeral and I was reflecting on how much time I had left. And I went for a walk in a park thinking about this guy whose life was so promising. And I mean, he wasn't an old guy, he was quite young in fact. And I thought about all of the things that he said he was going to do and he never got a chance to do those things. And I start thinking about my own life and how much time I had left to do the things that I would like to do. And at that time I wasn't sure what my life purpose was, what my life's work was. I wasn't sure about it at that time. And I thought about it quite a lot. I had some idea, but I, I wasn't convinced that I don't think I felt worthy. 
I didn't believe that it could be me to do this kind of work that I'm doing right now. And I say to you that if you begin to take a conscious effort to find out what it is that you're supposed to do, I say that it can literally save your life. I said that it can literally save your life. 85% of the American public, according to recent studies, are going to jobs that they hate. Working on jobs that do not challenge them. They get sick thinking about going. Because see, when you go to a job and, and you already know how far you can go, you can already see that proverbial glass ceiling. See, when you're going someplace and you already know how much you're going to make, you already know how far you can go, you're in a dead-end position. It erodes your self-esteem. It lowers your sense of yourself. It creates an inner turmoil. It creates an emptiness in you. So I say that your life is worth finding what it is that you're supposed to do. And I'm not saying quit your job, I'm saying find it and do just a little bit of it. Just start working at it just a little bit, but do find out what your work is and hold on to it and don't let your dream go. Don't let it go. See, and here's a, something else I want you to begin to look at. Why is it that most people don't pursue their dreams or don't do better than what they're doing if they're capable of doing it? I think that many of us don't go the next step because we don't know what to do yet. <laughs> And I say that, that the reason that we don't even explore the possibility of what to do is because subconsciously we don't believe that it can happen for us and we don't believe that we deserve it. So here's what I'm suggesting. How much time do you spend working on you? How much time do you spend every day working on your dream? In the last 90 days, how many books have you read? In the last year, what new skill or knowledge have you acquired? What kind of investment have you made in you? So I'm saying that as you begin to look at where you want to go, if you want to make it today, and things are changing so fast you have to literally run to stand still, I'm saying that you've got to make some conscious effort to begin to work to develop you. Here's something else. Most people are not living their dreams because of fear, ladies and gentlemen. Fear, limited vision, and lack of self-esteem is what keep most people doing things they don't want to do. The same reason that people stay in relationships where they're abused or they're unhappy or it's unfulfilling. They can't see themselves beyond that relationship. They can't see themselves enjoying life without that person. They think that this is all that they can do. The same reason that people get stuck at a certain level in life. They can't see things being better for them. And they think that this is it and this is all they deserve. This is all they've ever seen. It's been passed on to them. And they think that this is it for them. Oh no, uh, looking what Dr. Blanton, Smiley Blanton, who is a colleague of Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, what he said about fear, he said, fear is the most subtle and destructive of all human diseases. Ladies and gentlemen, fear kills dreams. Fear kills hope. Fear put people in the hospital.
Fear can aid you. Fear, ladies and gentlemen, can hold you back from doing something that you know within yourself that you are capable of doing, but it will paralyze you. And it seemed like you're in a hypnotic spell. And I ask you a question, what is the benefit? What's the benefit of allowing fear to hold you back? What's the benefit of giving up on yourself? of not stepping out on life and taking life on. What is the benefit for you? What's the plus in that? It's one of the things I had to ask myself. So I didn't want to make any mistakes. I wanted everybody to like me. I wanted to be perfect the first time I did something. It's not going to happen. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to hurt some folks' feelings. You're going to create some enemies. Whenever you decide that you want to begin to take life on, you've got to ask yourself, how long am I going to allow this to hold me back? I like what Zig Ziglar says. He said, fear is false evidence appearing real. That is an illusion that we create in our mind. It is a state of mind that can be changed. So let's look at how we can begin to take some steps to restructure that fear. To begin to expand our visions of ourselves. To begin to increase our self-esteem. Webster said that self-esteem means confidence and satisfaction in oneself. Look at your life right now. Whatever you've done up to this point in time, your life is working. Whatever you have produced, it came out of you as a result of the kind of person that you have become. It's a result of your choices. It's a result of your consciousness. Now you have to ask yourself, are you satisfied with what you have produced? Is this what you want? Would you like for things to be better than this? Do you believe that you deserve better than this? Or are you content? This is it. You don't have to do every, anything else. That you've already resigned yourself in life and say, well, I'm happy. I'm not starving like the people in Calcutta. Are you allowing yourself to get off the hook like that? Or do you believe somewhere in the back of your mind or in your heart that there is some other great work for you to do? There's something else that life has for you. And that's why you're here. How do we handle this fear factor? How do we increase our self-esteem? You have to begin to fortify yourself. How do we do that? I believe that you have to begin to consciously monitor your inner conversation and start talking to yourself. Start building yourself up. Sometimes the only good things you will hear about you are the things that you say to you. So I'm saying learn to be your own booster. Start building yourself up. Start encouraging yourself. Start saying, I can do this. I can make this happen. When I started thinking about becoming a speaker, I said, yes, I can do this. I can make this happen. When I start trying to convince myself I can be a businessman after flopping and failing and losing thousands of dollars and feeling stupid and dumb and having people take advantage of me because of what I didn't know. I had to talk to myself because people were saying to me that I was dumb. And somewhere in the back of my mind I was saying, you're right, look at what I've done. I had to say, no, 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 Les. Hey, hey, come on, man, get yourself together. You can handle this, you just haven't figured it out yet. It's all right, this is your training period. This is the tuition you have to pay for what you don't know. You can do this, other people have done it, it doesn't take an Einstein. Get you some people that can teach you some stuff that you don't know. Get you some people that have done it successfully and learn from them. Take some seminars, workshops, read some books on how to manage a business. 
Change the way you see yourself and begin to tend to the personal details. Understand that nobody's going to take care of your business better than you. And when I start changing that kind of mindset of beating myself up because of my mistakes and start looking at the possibility of my doing better, of my making the adjustment that would enable me to do what I want to do successfully, things begin to change. And I say, stop beating up on yourself. You do do it. I know you do it. I've done it. It's a natural inclination for us to put ourselves down. See, we are born negative, I think, in a negative consciousness because we live in a negative world. Here's some other things, ladies and gentlemen. Begin to guard your mind against negative programming. Like, turn off the television. Don't watch the news. So you've got to guard the kinds of things that you put in your mind. See, if you don't program your mind, your mind will be programmed because human beings are goal-oriented. That's why we die of broken hearts early. That's why we're running through life to early graves. We're going through life, ladies and gentlemen. And I think that Henry David Thoreau said that most men live in quiet desperation. Most of us go through life running scared. So we created this in our minds, false evidence appearing real. We made it real in our minds. That's why Churchill said there's nothing to fear but fear itself. That's the destructive monster. So turn off things that can contribute to your fear. Turn a deaf ear to people that all they can do is talk about how negative things are because they have bought into the consciousness of the world. Start attending workshops, seminars, listening to tapes on a daily basis to begin to recondition your mind, to retrain your thinking. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing and hearing. Listen to things that can empower you, that can enable you to create a new reality for yourself and a new life for yourself. You might appear to be strange around most people. You know, most people think you're strange if you're happy today. See, these people have not found their purpose in life. That's why they're grumpy. That's why they're miserable. That's why they're so negative. They're hurting and they want to hurt other people. So start practicing using programs for your mind. Seminars, books, workshops. Keep a journal. Record your thoughts. What's happening with you? Every day when you get up, have a journal near you. See, ladies and gentlemen, we get three to four thoughts a year that if we would act on those thoughts, they could change our life. What idea are you sitting on? Write your ideas down. And then, once you get that idea, take the leap. Take the leap. See, it's out here in the universe. If you don't take the plunge, I guarantee you, somebody else will. Take the plunge. Go into action. And ladies and gentlemen, you will be surprised how things will come together. You'll be surprised. Now, you're going to have some difficult challenges. I can tell you that now. Be aware of that. Things are not going to work out exactly right. For a time, they will, sometimes. And that's when life is just playing a game with you. I want you to feel good and relax. But ladies and gentlemen, go into action with your dream. And don't avoid where the fights are. Get in the midst of the fight. Get knocked down so you can learn how to fight, so you can hold your position. See, most people don't get out in the arena of life because they don't want to fight. Most people don't get out there because they don't want to get knocked down. They don't want to be dropped to their knees. But see, you're going to be dropped whether you're on the field or whether or not you're sitting on the sidelines. You're going to be dropped. So at least get dropped for something. See, that's how most people are spectators in life. 
You don't want to be a spectator. You want to get out in the field where the action is. And you will be amazed. After the struggle, there will be a calm period and things will begin to click for you. And I know people, it's all about inspiration and motivation on the top of the hour. And I always play my Les Brown. I say if you have a motivational speaker that you like and that you favor, send me a link. Send me an MP3 or send me a YouTube video. I can get the MP3 from the YouTube video. You know, I always play Lloyd Brown after my Les Brown. It's all about knowing yourself. Start flying with eagles and stop walking with chickens. You have to look in the mirror and get to know yourself. People, you cannot help motivate and encourage other people if you cannot do it for yourself. It's Dr. Martin Luther King Day. You're listening to Lady Be Blessed on Africa Rib Radio. With faith, give thanks with each day. Positive energy, glass half full, not half empty. Hold firm, Psalms 23, and the liberty between you and me. All I ask for humanity is to pledge love with the unity. Your mind is filled with the hate and destruction. And if you're looking at the mirror, you're not like your reflection. You see, judgment is closed and the clock is ticking. It's about time you know yourself. You need to fly with eagles and no walk with chickens. Take time, heed the teachings of the one who died so that we can live. Cast out the negative, welcome the constructive. This is the Lord. All I ask for humanity is to pledge the love and unity. See, your mind is filled with the hate and destruction. It's about time you know yourself. Like the song said, it's about time you know yourself. You know, people, you have to look into the mirror. You have to get to know yourself before you get to know other people. There's no such thing as encouraging someone else if you cannot encourage yourself. You cannot love anyone if you cannot love yourself. They say charity starts at home. Listen, it is correct. You have to start with yourself. You cannot go and say, I want to help your neighbor if you cannot help yourself. Remember, it's time to start flying with eagles and stop walking with chickens. Surround yourself with good and positive people so you can live a good and positive life. You got to tune in, Africa Radio Lady. We bless you, African Caribbean Empress. This is www.africaribradio.com. The artist you're listening to goes by the name of Lloyd Brown. It's called Know Yourself. And you know when it's nice, I got to pull it back and play it twice. Destruction. It's about time you know yourself. And if you're looking at the mirror, you're not like your reflection. Time that you know yourself. You see, judgment is closed and the clock is ticking. It's about time you know yourself. You need to fly with eagles and no walk with chickens. Time that you know yourself. Yeah. Keep time with faith. Give thanks 
day. Positive energy, glass half full, not half empty. Hold firm, Psalms 23, and the liberty between you and me. All I ask for humanity is to pledge love with the unity. Your mind is filled with the hate and destruction. It's about time you know you say. And if you're looking at the mirror, you're not like your reflection. You see, judgment is closed and the clock is ticking. It's about time you know yourself. You need to fly with eagles and don't walk with chickens. time that you know yourself. Take time, heed the teachings of the one who died so that we can live. Cast out the negative. Welcome the constructive. This is the Lord. All I ask for humanity is to pledge the love and unity. Yeah. See, your mind is filled with the hate and destruction. It's about time you know you say. And if you're looking at the mirror, you're not like your reflection. that you know you say. See, judgment is closed and the clock is ticking. It's about time you know you say. You need to fly with Yeah. It's about time you know you say 
I do have other music from Lloyd Brown. I do love the artist, and I think he's on his 13th studio album. He's a legendary artist. He's out of the UK. He's from Jamaica. This one is called You Must Know, also by Lloyd Brown. I'll play some more Lloyd Brown in the future for you guys who's loving him.
a love and romancing She no want no man who love kick and boxing She need a man who is calm and relaxing She want a man who will take her to the movies She need a man to buy her pearls and rubies She tired of the cuts and the bruises That's not the life she chooses Come to me, lady B I'll give you happiness in your life Cause with me, baby Everything is gonna be alright There's no need to worry No, I promise I will always treat you right And with me, lady B You don't have to worry about no fuss and fight Come to me, lady B I'll give you happiness in your life Cause with me, baby Everything is gonna be alright There's no need to worry No, I promise I will always treat you right And with me, Alright, this is not. Alright, this is coming out of Trinidad and Tobago. Go by the name of Angelo. Voice of Angelo, yeah. In Trinidad, yeah. She's got the sweetest pair of eyes I've seen. All across the series. Just as precious as the air I breathe. I'd give anything for her. Like the morning sun, she warms my life. Chase away my coolest night So if loving her ain't right I'd be wrong for life Baby, because you're worth it Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Please be mine, girl. Hey, yo, I miss you all the time. Oh, yeah, 
Artists go by the Mark Kipador coming out of Trinidad and Tobago also, just like Angelo. Always got to big up my dumb plate artist. You don't know big up yourself. Broadcasting live, Africa Radio, bridging the gap between Africa and the Caribbean. It's all about playing my dub place people until the top of the hour. This one is Mela Quint. Lady B, big up yourself once more. Lady B, a royal woman, a really loyal woman. I've been searching for too long So from now on are you one Lady be a royal woman A really loyal woman I've been searching for too long So from now on are you one You complete my life Not just because you're beautiful You treat me right We share an understanding No need for fight Over material things Cause you ain't the greedy type She knows how to treat a man good Does the things I mean I had a one good Make me feel like a real man should She royal and loyal From head to toe she tan good Now distribute her body She rather stick to one Boom. That's why I wouldn't jeopardize where we have So ignore all who I tell your lies Say me bad I would never wanna lose a prize where me have Grateful for your love recognize Say me glad lady be a royal woman A really loyal woman 
I've been searching for too long So from now on are you one Lady be a royal woman A really loyal woman I've been searching for too long So from now on are you one Yeah, I'm imbued by your beauty To love you always is my duty Your personality really suits me Never too busy if you make you seduce me Anything you want just call on me Embrace me baby so all can see Let's go shopping at the mall Then Duns River Falls girl It's all on me I found a royal woman A really loyal woman I've been searching for too long So from now on are you one Lady be a royal woman A really loyal woman I've been searching for too long So from now on it's coming out to the top of the hour you know the top of the hour is all about inspiration and motivational les brown but i have two more dumb places to play before i head on into that you know it's all about dr martin luther king so after that we're going to play the dr martin luther speech it is in its entirety i have a dream this one is purpose tragedy purpose comes out of jamaica he lives in turkey quesos all the artists that play that play, you can find the information on Facebook. My number one lady for life, for life, lady be yours. You are my queen, woman. You are so divine, you're so divine. Shame, 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 shame,
Shout out to Ross Bosch and B in Chicago. You don't know, big up yourself. Yo, yo. Big up yourself, Lady B. Bless. Afro Card Registration. Are you the largest? One of the most finest. One of the most biggest. Radios online. Would you buy regular vibes? Afro vibes, Caribbean vibes, anyone in the world, hear this, from your house, to your neighborhood, from your neighborhood, to your country, from your country, to the whole world, I said listen up, to Afro Caribbean station, let it be bless your Lord. In name, my name is Original Rasba Jabantan, representing Lady Be Blessed, right here on Africa Radio Station. Big up yourself, Rasba Jabantan. You don't know all love. Keep warm in Chicago. Blessed love. Pick up everybody listening to him after Caribbean decision. Let it be blessed large. You don't know people less brown how to get negative people out your life into into enjoy, enjoy. Like I tell people, get some notepaper and some pencil and take some notes during these sessions. Say birds of a feather flock together. You run around with losers, you will end up a loser. Unconsciously. Unconsciously, you will pick up their ways, you'll pick up their habits, you'll pick up, most importantly, their attitude about life. If you're around cynical, negative people all the time, you will become cynical and negative. So you got to watch yourself. Many of us are living out the lives of other people, living out their conclusions, living out of their consciousness. The other thing is that you begin to look at, looking at your life and looking at what it is that you want to achieve, another crucial thing that you must do is align yourself with powerful people. Align yourself with people that can encourage you, people that can empower you, people that you can learn from, people that you can grow from. That's very important. See, if you have people around you that can contribute to your growth, when I wanted to become a speaker, I joined the National Speakers Association. I wanted to be around the Dr. Norman Vincent Fields, the Zig Ziglers, 
the Dwayne Dyers. This, I wanted to be around people that were doing what I wanted to do. I wanted to learn from them. And you want to do that too. You want to align yourself with people who think like you. People who dream like you. People who want more out of life. People that are stretching and searching and seeking some higher ground in life. As opposed to the majority of people. Somebody said always strive to get on top in life because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. And so you don't want to be on the bottom. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you, ladies and gentlemen. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. Sometimes I have to pull myself out of bed and say, come on, Les. Things I know I should do, I don't do. Things I shouldn't do, I do. I found that the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. So think about that. begin to look toward making this your decade, as you begin to look toward making your life different, as you begin to look at yourself, you've got to redefine yourself. Who are you right now? And who must you become in order to create what you want? What has to change about you? What is it that you're doing right now that would be a liability for you? As you begin to look toward the future and take inventory of yourself. What is it about you right now that you've got to leave this behind because this no longer fits? Looking at where you want to go and the kind of person that you must become, the kind of standards that you have for you. What is it that you must do differently? Repeat out to me, please. If you want to keep on getting what you're getting, keep on doing what you're doing. See, that doesn't take an Einstein for that one. All right. It makes sense unless you change your pattern, unless you change the way you're thinking, unless you change your behavior, you're going to continue to produce the results in your life. See, all of us are winners, but some of us are producing results that we don't want. And so all you have to do is look at your game plan, look at your strategy. How is it that you have been being? What is it that you've been doing to produce this? So you are the director, you are the producer, you're writing the script, you're the star of your life. And as you begin to look at your life, you can decide whether or not it's a smash or whether or not it's a flop. That's in your hands. Look at your life. Look at where you want to go. Don't worry about your circumstances. Don't worry about your age. I have a friend who's up in age, over 70, and she wanted to build a multi-million dollar complex. Her name is Dr. Johnny Coleman. Lenders and bankers say, you can't do that. You're too old. She ignored them. That building now stands, ladies and gentlemen, a multi-million dollar structure. But there are a lot of people who would have listened to that. There are a lot of people that would not have even gotten to that point. They would have talked themselves out of even going down to the bank to ask for it. Because they've already said no to themselves. See, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams. Yes to your unfolding future. Yes to your potential. As opposed to saying no. See, 87% of our self-talk is negative. So you've got to make a conscious, deliberate, determined effort to say yes to your dreams. Why not? Why not me? Don't spend time like most people going through life complaining. Don't try and get on talk shows and tell everybody how life has done you wrong. Here's what's happening in the audience. 80% don't care. And 50% glad it's you. Ha, 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 ha!
when you know that, you don't go around, Kufkrawl, you know what they did to me, who cares? Get away from me before they come back. <laughs> that said something that's very important. He said, hey, it doesn't matter what happens to you. The only thing matters, what are you going to do about it? That's all that matters. Okay, life knocked you down. What are you going to do about it? How long are you going to sit there and say, you know what they did to me? How long? Who wants to hear that racket? Use that energy to get up from there and move on and get on with your life. You got to learn to let the past go so you can grow. Many people never act on their dreams because they allow their past experiences to determine what their possibilities are. Whatever you've done in the past, that's not a reflection of your possibilities. That's just a reflection of your consciousness. That's just a reflection of your development and your growth. The future is unfolding for you right now. The future is unlimited for you right now. No one knows where you can go. No one knows what you're, po what you're capable of or what's possible for you. You don't even know that. I, I had no idea, ladies and gentlemen. No one could have convinced me that I was able to do this. i never forget, I was speaking in Detroit and a high school friend of mine saw me afterwards and he was backstage. He said, I can't believe it's the same person. And I thought for a moment and I said, it's not. The person you know, he's gone. <laughs> he doesn't live anymore. We have the power to change our personal history, changing the direction of our lives, changing our thoughts, changing where we want to go, exploring new horizons. So as you begin to look at this decade and affirming that this is your decade, as you set goals that will make you stretch, that will bring out the best in you, as you begin to remove the negative, toxic people from your life, as you decide to take some chances in life, and that's one of the things that's very important. This God said, if you're not willing to risk, you cannot grow. And if you cannot grow, you cannot become your best. And if you cannot become your best, you cannot be happy. And if you can't be happy, then what else is there? How do you motivate yourself? One of the things that we must do is that we must be involved in working on achieving self-mastery. You must work on yourself continuously. Never be satisfied with yourself. Always know that as you invest the effort and time on you, that's the greatest ability that human beings have above animals. See, a dog can't be anything but a dog. Tree can't be anything but a tree. Human being, you've got unlimited potential. You can put effort on you, and by concentrating on you and developing you, you can transform your life wherever you are right now. So you want to work on yourself. You want to read books that inspire you and motivate you. You want to listen to tapes over and over and over again. And I suggest that you listen to tapes when you first get up in the morning. You want to control the spirit of your day. When you first wake up in the morning, your mind is operating at 10.5 wave cycles per second. That's when the subconscious mind is most impressionable. Whatever you hear in the first 20 minutes when you wake up, that will affect the spirit of your day. When you listen to tapes, listen with relaxed belief. Believing that this can happen for you. And by listening to them, listen to them over and over and over again. And you will get a breakthrough. And as you continue to work on yourself, you will begin to expand your vision of yourself. You begin to work towards self-mastery. 
And you will begin to see it reflect itself in all the dimensions of your life, your mental life, your physical life, your social life, in your relationships, your monetary life. So concentrate on developing yourself. Because if you don't, I guarantee you that you will make a settlement. And most people have. In addition to working on yourself, and as you work on yourself, you feel good about yourself. And as you feel better about yourself, you treat yourself differently. Develop a health plan. See, you can't feel well and do well if you don't have good health. You can't perform if you don't have your health. Your health is valuable. Develop a health plan. A plan that you will follow because this is the only vehicle that you have to carry you through this experience called life. And you want to take good care of it because you love you enough. You care enough about you. And that's not easy. It is not easy having a health plan and sticking to it. But you're worth it doing it again and again and again. I have lost 22 pounds several times. <laughs> Next thing is, as you take care of yourself, the next key is, keys to motivation, to self-motivation. You want to live life with energy and passion. You want to make a conscious effort to be lively. See, in life, you either saying hello or goodbye. You either on the way or in the way. <laughs> Leave dead people alone. Some folks just walking around looking sad. How you doing, honey? Stay away from these people. Just go away from them. It affects you. You want to smile. You want to be happy. You got a lot to be thankful for. But you watch some of the faces around you every day. And I tell you, some of these faces, they will put you in a depressed state of mind. So you want to avoid these kind of faces. When you see them coming, turn your head. <laughs> Next thing is that you want to monitor your inner conversations. The things that you say to yourself. You want to watch them. And in watching them, you want to take charge. You don't really need to read anything. Forget all that. That's that inner conversation. Oh, you don't need to worry about trying to go into your own business. Forget that. You can't do that. What if you lose everything you've got? That inner conversation that stops you from doing the things you want to do less, don't do that. The next thing that is a key to self-motivation is that you've got to ask yourself, what do I want out of life? What do you want out of life? What do you want out of a job? What do you want out of a career? What do you want out of a relationship? What do you want? What gives you your life? What, how will you know when you got it? What will make you happy? You need to know. You need to start asking yourself some questions. What do I really, really, truly want? You need to be exact about that. Don't be vague. Oh, I just want to be happy. That's too vague. What will make you happy? How will you know when you got it? Zero in on it. Be exact. Be specific. And as you do that, that will stimulate that superconscious mind or the reticular activating system of your mind that will begin to find those things, to identify with it. And once you begin to determine that which you want, 
take the time to write it down. Don't just think about it. Write it down. That is a subjective process that engages the subconscious mind. Write it down. Once you write it down, read it three times a day. Morning, noon, and night. Why is that important? Because what it will do, it will cause you to focus. It will cause you to concentrate. When that other conversation is going on telling you what you cannot do, telling you all of the impossibilities and all of the obstacles, your concentrating will begin to create a larger vision within yourself and you start looking for and seeing some new opportunities. You start creating some openings for yourself. As you begin to read that every day, every day, day in and day out, that will make you focus. That will discipline your thinking. And you'll get all kind of creative ideas. As I talk to you right now, being involved in this immersion process, you're going to create some openings for yourself. You're going to get some ideas. You're going to feel your adrenaline flowing. And you're going to think about something, some idea you had. You say, I want to go back and I'm going to look at that again from a different vantage point. Not from the level of the problem or the obstacles that I encountered, but from a higher vantage point. Because what you will begin to see and to know as I talk to the higher consciousness within you, that you are powerful, that you are a miracle worker. And that inner conversation has conditioned you to believe that you are not. And as you begin to discover the truth of who you are, whatever challenge that you're facing in life, and if you're living, you're facing some challenge, you'll begin to know that you're powerful and that you're a miracle maker. So as you begin to write down exactly what it is that you want, read it every day. The next thing is, see yourself there. How will you feel once you get there? What will the experience be like for you? What will be different? What kind of person do you have to become in order to get there? Visualize yourself there. Living the experience. You want to see yourself beyond your circumstances. You got a challenge, see yourself beyond your challenge. See yourself with the challenge already resolved. And knowing that all is well. Seeing yourself in control and in charge of your destiny. Being healthy and happy. The next thing is, it is important in the area of motivating yourself, it's important to know why you're doing it. Because that mind will say, why bother? Why go through all this? This is too hard. No, throw in the tower. It's not worth it. Has it ever said that to you before? Here's how you can handle that. Here's how you override that. Write down five reasons why you deserve it. Why do you deserve what you want? Why you? Why do you deserve it? What meaning and value will it bring to your life? What's so different about you that you deserve your goal or this goal? And when you write down those five reasons, when you have some down moments and you're going to have them, when that conversation starts talking to you and it's going to talk to you, what you will do is you can pull that out and read it and it will build you up. It will be your rod and your staff to comfort you through some challenging moments. Because you're going to have some. Life will knock you between the eyes. It will catch you on the blind side. Come out of nowhere. Stuff you can't anticipate. That will knock the wind out of you. You want to give up. That's why it's important for you to work on yourself. Listening to tapes. Building yourself up. Talking to yourself. With power, feeling, and conviction. Building yourself up day in and day out. The next thing is that 
whatever you do, you want to develop technical mastery. You want to be the best at what you do. You want to master it. See, part of, of, of self-motivation is you've got to find something that gives you a strong sense of competence. Well, you become known for that. You develop a reputation of being good at doing that. You set some high personal standards for yourself. You're not competing with anybody else. You're just unfolding yourself to be the best person that you could be. That you want to give the best quality service that you can give because that is a statement about who you are. The other thing that's the key to self-motivation is recognize the fact that you're going to get into some slumps. Recognize the fact that you're going to encounter a great deal of failure in life. It goes with the territory. But in the face of that, you want to be relentless. When you want something, you don't expect everybody to say, oh, come on in, we've been, oh, you want this? Oh, great, we want to give this to you. You're such a nice person. You're doing it for your family, aren't you? Great. No, no, life isn't like that. But you've got to decide that I'm going to be fearless. I refuse to be denied. And I'm going to go all out. I'm going to be relentless. I don't care how many no's I encounter. The next thing is that when you want something out of life, you've got to be willing to go into action. Don't wait around for things to be just right. Don't wait for things to be perfect. Don't wait for the ideal situation. It will never be ideal. There will always be a reason. Well, as soon as the children grow up, as soon as I pay my bills, as soon as I get my divorce, all kinds, as soon as I get enough money together, do what you can, where you are with what you have, and never be satisfied. A lot of people never take a chance in life. They don't want to take any chances. They want the situation to be ideal. See, that's not walking by faith. That's walking by sight. If I can see it, I'll do it. No, 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 no. A lot of people say, if I can see it, I'll believe it. No, 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 no. If you believe it, you can see it. And don't be disturbed because no one else can see it. That's not unusual. That is ordinary. But because you want some different kind of results in your life, you've got to be willing to be unreasonable. If you want unreasonable results in your life, you've got to be willing to be unreasonable. Part of being unreasonable, you don't judge according to appearances. Part of being unreasonable, you can see it because you believe it. That's part of being unreasonable. Part of being unreasonable, you're like Paul who said, you must have the faith to call forth those things that be not as though they were. That's part of being unreasonable. Most people won't do that. One of the keys to self-motivation that empowers you is that you want to find a cause larger than yourself. Find something that you can contribute to. Find something that you can make a difference because you can. Part of what feeds your larger vision, part of what gives you a reason for being, part of what gives you your life is being able to give something back. Say, I can't afford to give anything. You can't afford not to give. Give your time. Give your talent. There's nothing just to go over and lick envelopes. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but I'm going over there. It's part of my tithing in the universe. 
once you develop that, that special sense of mission, and that's what you develop when you're part of a larger cause than yourself, it drives you. You don't need an alarm clock to get up in the morning. You have special power. You'll go places and folk will like to be around you. They will know there's something different about you. When you go in, they'll say, hey, that's somebody important. I want to know who you are. I just want to be near you. That energy that you have, that consciousness that you will embody, will affect everybody around That was Les Brown, people. Eleven keys to motivate yourself. See if your mind is filled with the hate you don't know I love Les Brown. Definitely so motivating. If you guys have a motivational speaker out there that you want me to play, send me the link. You can send me the name. Send me their YouTube channel. Send me their MP3. I'll be sure to add it to the show. Because I believe it strongly that we have to know ourselves. We have to learn to know ourselves, love ourselves, motivate ourselves. So many people out there looking for love, looking for motivation, looking for inspiration, and they don't know it's in themselves. You have to look within yourself first. But you have to take care of your surroundings. Like the song say, stop walking with chickens and start flying with eagles. Listen to the lyrics. Between you and me. For humanity is to pledge love with the unity. Yeah. Your mind is filled with the hate and destruction. It's about time you know you say. And if you're looking at the mirror, you're not like your reflection. You see, judgment is close and the clock is ticking. It's about time you know yourself. You need to fly with eagles and no walk with chickens. Take time that you know yourself. Take time, heed the teachings of the one who died so that we can live. Cast out the negative. Welcome the constructive. This is the Lord. All I ask for humanity is to pledge the love and unity. See if your mind is filled with the hate and destruction. It's about time you know you say. And if you're looking at the mirror, you're not like your reflection. See, judgment is close and the clock is ticking. You need to fly with eagles and no walk with no chickens. Make time for the young ones so they can build nations with the knowledge. Be selfless in your actions, whatever the test. There's too much hating. Reverse that with celebrating. Let's love with the identity. Hold firm, so 
reflection It's about time you know you say And if you're looking at the mirror You know like your reflection you see, judgment is close and the clock is ticking. It's about time you know you say. You need to fly with the eagles and no walk with no chicken. Time that you know you say. See if your mind is filled with the hate and destruction. It's about time you know you say. And if you're looking at the mirror, you know like your reflection. You see, judgment is close and the clock is ticking. It's about time you know you say. You need to fly with eagles. I know. Big up Lloyd Brown on that. I love this song. I love the message in it. It's time you know yourself. Fly with the eagles and don't walk with chickens. Everyone that's celebrating Dr. Martin Luther King Day today, big up yourself. Let's celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King Day because you know it was a long and hard struggle. Got a song coming out of Ghana, Stone Boy featuring Black Prophet. This one is called Love Prussia. Black Prophet alongside Stone Boy. Wow. You know 
Blessed love, Stone Boy alongside Black Prophet. Ghana, Togo, and Benin in May 2016. I greet you in the tongues of African nations. Hello. The African Roots and Heritage Foundation is offering your Sankofa. That is to go back and reclaim the gems of the past. We shall explore the history of the slave trade, culture and spirituality of these three countries. We shall pass back through the door of no return of Elmina Castle, Weta Slave Fort, and walk among the canopies in the rainforest. College students can take this history class for three credit hours. For more information, call Professor Diop at 270-707-3874 or check out our Facebook page at Hopkinsville Community College Study Abroad. Radio reaching the gap between Africa and the Caribbean. The best, best in the world. Definitely want to play I Have a Dream so we could end. We have about 35 more minutes to go. Listening to the world famous. World. And so it's all about I Have a Dream, Dr. Martin Luther King's most famous speech. La- lady be blessed, blessed. Too blessed to be stressed. Uh huh. Get it popping, y'all. Fresh music with a positive flow. Moments with Bernadette Kerr, author of the book Overcoming the Hurdles of Life, sponsored by the Lady Be Blessed Show. Too blessed to be stressed. Are you mistreated, abused, oppressed, discriminated, incarcerated, bondage, or perhaps you have given up on yourself because no one believed or trusted you? With just a click, you can start to overcome these hurdles. Get a copy of the awarded book, Overcoming the Hurdles of Life, available now on Amazon.com. Log on and step into your 2016 and beyond greatness without limits. It starts now.
At this time, I have the honor to present to you the moral leader of our nation. I have the pleasure to present to you Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. I am happy to join with you today in what will go down in history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation. Five score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This momentous decree came as a great beacon light of hope to millions of Negro slaves who had been seared in the flames of withering injustice. It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro still is not free. 100 years later, the, the life of the Negro is still sadly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. 100 years later, the Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity. 100 years later, the, the Negro is still languished in the corners of American society and finds himself in exile in his own land. And so we've come here today to dramatize the shameful condition. In a sense, we've come to our nation's capital to cash a check. When the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring this sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people a bad check, a check which has come back marked insufficient funds. But we refuse to believe that the bank of justice is bankrupt. 
We refuse to believe that there are insufficient funds in the great faults of opportunity of this nation. So we've come to cash this check, a check that will give us upon demand the riches of freedom and the security of justice. We have also come to this hallowed spot to remind America of the fierce urgency of now. This is no time to engage in the luxury of cooling off or to take the tranquilizing drug of gradualism. Now is the time to make real the promises of democracy. Now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all of God's children. It would be fatal for the nation to overlook the urgency of the moment. This sweltering summer of the Negro's legitimate discontent will not pass until that is an invigorating autumn of freedom and equality. 1963 is not an end, but a beginning. Those who hope that the Negro needed to blow off steam and will now be content will have a rude awakening if the nation returns to business as usual. There will be neither rest nor tranquility in America until the Negro is granted his citizenship rights. The whirlwinds of revolt will continue to shake the foundations of our nation until the bright day of justice emerges. But that is something that I must say to my people who stand on the warm threshold which leads into the palace of justice in the process of gaining our rightful place, we must not be guilty of wrongful deeds. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protests to degenerate into physical violence. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. The marvelous new militancy which has engulfed the Negro community must not lead us to a distrust of all white people. For many of our white brothers, as evidenced by their presence here today, have come to realize that their destiny is tied up with our destiny.
They have come to realize that their freedom is inextricably bound to our freedom. We cannot walk alone. And as we walk, we must make the pledge that we shall always march ahead. We cannot turn back. There are those who are asking the devotees of civil rights, when will you be satisfied? We can never be satisfied as long as the Negro is the victim of the unspeakable horrors of police brutality. We can never be satisfied. As long as our body is heavy with the fatigue of travel, cannot gain lodging in the motels of the highways and the hotels of the cities. We cannot be satisfied as long as the Negro's basic mobility is from a smaller ghetto to a larger one. We can never be satisfied as long as our children are stripped of their selfhood and robbed of their dignity by signs stating for whites only. We cannot be satisfied as long as a Negro in Mississippi cannot vote and a Negro in New York believes he has nothing for which to vote. No, no, we are not satisfied and we will not be satisfied until justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. I am not my unmindful that some of you have come here out of great trials and tribulations. Some of you have come fresh from narrow jail cells. Some of you have come from areas where your quest for freedom left you battered by the storms of persecution and staggered by the winds of police brutality. You have been the veterans of creative suffering. Continue to work with the faith that unearned suffering is redemptive. Go back to Mississippi. Go back to Alabama. Go back to South Carolina. Go back to Georgia. Go back to Louisiana. Go back to the slums and ghettos of our northern cities knowing that somehow this situation can and will be changed. Let us not wallow in the valley of despair. I say to you today, my friend, so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal.
I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racist, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day right there in Alabama little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. And every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain. And the crooked places will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. This is a faith that I go back to the south with. With this faith. We will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day, this will be the day with all of God's children be able to sing with new meaning my country tears of thee sweet land of liberty of thee i sing land where my fathers died land of the pilgrims pride from every mountainside let freedom ring and if america is to be a great nation this must become true and so let freedom ring from the prodigious hilltops of new hampshire let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring, and when this happens, and when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state 
in every city. We will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Really had to take a pause and play that for you guys today. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. You don't know it's almost 10 minutes to the top of the hour. But I wanted to play that speech so everyone could reflect on it. Really what has changed since that speech was given. What improvements have we made as a people? Are we united? Are we truly free? Really? Are we free? Are we supporting each other? Are we living in peace among each other? I'm talking about ourselves as African people. Black people whatever you want to call yourself, African, American, Caribbean, or whatever, we're all Africans. We're all Africans. Okay? So definitely, I want everyone to reflect on today and the importance of it. You don't know people. Blessed love, you're listening to Afro-Carib Radio. I'm Lady Be Blessed, the African-Caribbean Empress, and I want to say good evening, good night to everyone that got it tuned in. I don't know, 5 o'clock already in Ghana, 6 o'clock in Cameroon and Nigeria. You don't know people, big up yourself, 7 o'clock in um, Zimbabwe, 8 o'clock in um, Uganda, and... Uh, Kenya and it's already nine o'clock in Dubai so definitely big up my sweetheart in Dubai that's always listening I always love and appreciate you blessed love Let's go. with Bernadette Kerr, author of the book Overcoming the Hurdles of Life, sponsored by the Lady Be Blessed Show, Too Blessed to Be Stressed. Are you mistreated, abused, oppressed, discriminated, incarcerated, bondage, or perhaps you have given up on yourself because no one believed or trusted you? With just a click, you can start to overcome these hurdles. Get a copy of the awarded book, Overcoming the Hurdles of Life, available now on Amazon.com. Log on and step into your 2016 and beyond greatness without limits. It starts now. Explore Ghana, Togo, and Benin in May 2016. Akwaba, I greet you in the tongues of African nations. Hello. The African Roots and Heritage Foundation is offering your Sankofa, that is, to go back and reclaim the gems of the past. 
we shall explore the history of the slave trade, culture, and spirituality of these three countries. We shall pass back through the door of no return of Elmina Castle, Weta Slave Fort, and walk among the canopies in the rainforest. College students can take this history class for three credit hours. For more information, call Professor Diop at 270-707-3874 or check out our Facebook page at Hopkinsville Community College Study Abroad. out of Cameroon, Africa, down by the riverside, Dr. Slay. Today's show will repeat tomorrow. I'll be back live on Wednesday.
Care, I'm out of here. I had a request for Ganja Farmer, for Marlene Asher Ganja Farmer, and for Busy Signal about ya. So I'm going to pay both of those before I get out of here. Marlene Asher. You can always send in your request, people. If you have a special request, try to send it in. You can link me on Facebook or WhatsApp. There's definitely many ways to get in touch with me. Utilize one of those. I have two pages on Facebook, so either or. My fan page, my fan group. Send me your request. Official website is www.iamladybeblessed.com. New website coming soon. Catch me on Facebook at I am a Lady Be Blessed. I am Lady Be Blessed. Or you could just put in Lady Be Blessed and my two profile page will come up. Twitter, it's I am Lady Be Blessed at I am Lady Blessed for Twitter as well as Instagram. I am Lady Be Blessed on Instagram. SoundCloud, I am Lady Be Blessed. As well as Hulk Shear, I am Lady Be Blessed. So definitely there's many ways for you guys to get in touch. True Jaja bless I with no for good vibes, man. And true me of the other set again, Jaina Dillon. Make doctors get. Remember, my birthday's in two days. Two days. I'm going to celebrate the 20th anniversary of my 28th birthday. So definitely do the math. Make singers get some inspiration. And so them could have spread your message, Bandil and your chant. Yes, I'm a ganja planter. Call me the ganja farmer. Deep down in the air, we may put the ganja. Babylon, come and light it at a fire, me a chant. Yes, I'm a ganja planter. Call me the ganja farmer. Deep down in the air, we may put the ganja. Babylon, come, watch out. Come and say ganja, 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 ganja. If you don't want to call it, don't call it Sensaminia. If you don't want to call it, don't call it Marijuana. If you don't want to call it, don't call it the Indica. I'm from a bonnet in a chalice and Rashita paper. Lord, say me love me ganja. Say me ganja planter. Call me the ganja farmer. Deep down in the earth, me me put the ganja. Babylon, come and light it at a fire, me a cannon. Yes, I'm a ganja planter. Call me the ganja farmer. Deep down in the air, to me put the ganja. Babylon, come. Well, it's like 10,000 Babylon in one blue van. Welcome, Chester and this small little yam ganja land. 10,000 Babylon in one blue van. Remember, if you're listening on the mobile app, refresh the mobile app after the last song goes off. The stream is going to drop, and then it's going to lag a little. That will be your cue to refresh your mobile app. Marlene Asha, Ganja Farmer, is busy signal about ya. And the girl them a roll, no waste a crime Now they want chat enough dog Come on a chat about why I'm a bus dog <laughs> Laugh we a laugh when they fall them attack Cause I bluff them a bluff dog Big spliffing on me jack and ass Some me have the real high grade a puff dog <laughs> Anyway back to me girl them Cause the whole of them sexy and puff dog Straight hustling thing man I make beer money Cause the time get rough dog I who drive past and attack both last Nobody them pop them don't cuff dog <laughs> 
told for this bedroom bully place it a bus dog Girl see me and I beg for your touch No time for cuss no handcuffs dog Maddest thing Girls are we are the hottest thing Them no reach to the level me been Them are totally like a rubbish bin Axe camera, axe a sin Till I know when the thing begin But listen when them want chat second Money man I make platinum selling that really go on me than vampire teeth Them use me bite the yarn Sell out them soul and no member The place them come from and where it all began eh, You know from when me debout and step out Without no question You know say me can't believe certain things Some people are post by Instagram But me praise the almighty still Can't stop me to hold me skill Cross the teeth that eyes every blanks are filled Just to see them I come like Josie Phil Try stop me a bit of your bill Me and the hot sexy girls are chill No boy can't step to the thing Up on the turf them no tech check the dog so ill Maddest thing oh, yeah. Girls are we are the hottest thing oh, yeah. Them no reach to the level me bin oh, yeah. Them are totally like a rubbish bin oh, yeah. Ask camera, ask a sin Till oh, yeah. I know when the thing begin oh, yeah. But listen when them want chat second oh, yeah. Money man I make platinum selling oh, yeah. Maddest thing oh, yeah. Girls are we are the hottest thing oh, yeah. Them no reach to the level me bin oh, yeah. Them are totally like a rubbish bin oh, yeah. Ask camera, ask a sin Come on a chat about why I'm a boss dog <laughs> Laugh we a laugh when they fall them attack Cause I bluff them a bluff dog Big split in a me jack on Alright I'ma go ahead and pull it back Pull it, pull it, pull it up I got a request to pull it up You know I'ma pull it up then I'm gonna get out of here It's already three past the hour Pre-O, where's the time? Hustling thing, money man I make me And the girl them a roll, no where's a crime? Now they want chat enough dog Come on a chat about why I'm a boss dog <laughs> Laugh we a laugh when they fold them attack Cause I bluff them a bluff dog Big spliff in a me jack on And some me have the real high grade a puff dog Anyway back to me girl them Cause the whole of them sexy and puff dog Straight hustling thing man I make beer money Cause the time get rough dog I who drive past and attack both flats Enough of them pop them don't puff dog <laughs> Watch out for this bedroom bully place It a bus dog Girl see me and I beg for your touch No time for cuss no handcuffs dog Maddest thing Girl say we are the hottest thing Them no reach to the level me bin Them are dirty like a rubbish bin Ask camera, ask the sin Till I know when the thing begin But listen when them want chat second Money man I make platinum selling Really go on me than vampire teeth Them use me bite the yarn Sell out them soul and no member The place them come from and where it all began eh, You know from when me debout and step out Without no question You know say me can't believe certain things Some people are post by Instagram But me praise the almighty still Can't stop me to hold me skill Cross the teeth that eyes every blanks are filled Just to see them I come like Josie Phil Try stop me a bit of your bill Me and the hot sexy girls are chill No boy can't step to the thing Up on the turf them no tech check the dog so ill Maddest thing Girls say we are the hottest thing Them no reach to the level me bin Them are dirty like a rubbish bin Ask camera, ask the sin Till I know when the thing begin But listen when them want chat second Money man I make platinum selling Maddest thing Girls say we are the hottest thing Them no reach to the level me bin Them are dirty like a rubbish bin Ask camera, ask the sin Till I know when the thing begin But listen when them want chat second Money man I make platinum selling Dog, come on a chat about why I'm a boss dog <laughs> Laugh we a laugh when they fold them attack Cause I bluff them a bluff dog Big spliff in a me jack on And some me have the real high grade a puff dog <laughs> Anyway back to me girl them Cause the whole of them sexy and puff dog Straight hustling thing man I make beer money Cause the time get rough dog I who drive past and attack both last Enough of them pop them don't puff dog <laughs> 
told for this bedroom Do the place it a bus dog Dog see me and I beg for your touch No time for cuss, no handcuffs dog Are that really grand me than vampire teeth Them used to bite the hand Sell out them soul and no member The place them come from and where it all began you know from when me deb out and step out without no question You can't this bone to kill a buju bunt and shabba sizzle and I da keep it on Maddest thing Girls say we are the artist thing Them no reach to the level me bin Them are dirty like a rubbish bin Ask camera, ask the sin Till I know when the thing begin But listen when them want chat second Money man I make platinum selling Into the world famous, world famous, tuned into the, the world famous number one DJ. La- lady, be blessed, blessed, too blessed to be stressed. Uh huh. Get it popping, y'all. Fresh music with a positive flow. Mm. 